0: Yo, what up, what up, what up This is the Lazy Philosopher's YouTube channel And today I got with us Aaron
1: Freeman Artist in residence for the Chicago Council on Science and Technology Yeah And host of the Chicago Society for Neuroscience Podcast Brain Buddies Along with my buddy Professor Peggy Mason of the University of Chicago. Wow, yeah man. And so we um, <laughs> I hang out with a lot of people who, who talk about things that I only dimly understand. I, I think most
0: people are only talking about things that other people dimly understand and we're all just very good actors. <laughs> they
1: just... I saw a thing the other day that said that when I got my bachelor's degree, I thought I knew everything. When I got my master's, I thought I knew nothing. When I got my PhD, I realized nobody knows anything.
0: That is perfect. <laughs> and I feel like that the worst thing that happens in a law school exam and how they say you studied well enough is when you studied to the point where you feel like you don't know anything. Because like yep. if you
1: feel like you know enough, then you just you haven't really scratched the surface. It's true. Very complex problem, there are simple, easy to understand wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it. Um, I actually I talked about this in a YouTube video recently. Is how our brain instantly attaches to those easy answers, and it kind of leads us into the conversation that we're going to talk to about today: is free will and the law. Yes. Right. And we 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 talk about free well free will as if it's a binary thing, or either it's either the entire universe is deterministic, or or that we are completely free
1: agents in the world. I would say that's true, generally yeah. speaking, and I generally I generally do. Cool. Uh, I mean, well, I, I I would concede that there is. Some degree of free will, but as uh, the primatologist Robert Sapolsky says, what there is, there's not much of it, and it's not in very interesting places. No. <laughs> what, what does he mean when he says that? Well, that you can, you can choose like whether or not to sit back in your chair or not, you mm-hmm. can choose uh, whether or not to uh, have chamomile or English breakfast tea. But as to whether there's, you know whether you're going to be a lawyer, or whether you're going to be, uh, whether you're going to be, you'll get along well with me, whether you'll uh, uh, suddenly jump up and run out in the street and smack somebody in the face, not so much. Mm. We have not so much uh, control over that uh, at all. Uh, in mm-hmm. fact, there's a. Uh, Amos Tversky and uh, Daniel Kahneman.
0: Yeah, uh, Think Fast and Slow uh, by Amos. Right. Before that,
1: so they won the no- the one thousand, nine hundred and ninety two Nobel Prize in Economics mm-hmm. uh, for what they called prospect theory, and which was a rebuttal of classical economics. Because like the Adam Smith version of economics is like we are rational actors. Making informed decisions in pursuit of hedonic gratification, mm-hmm. and their work shows that we are rational actors making informed pursuit, making informed decisions in pursuit. Of, oh, look, something shiny! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that we, do, you know, that we don't, and the stuff that happens around us. Well, we all of us know. Yeah. That our decision making is very intensely affected by whether or not we've eaten.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We all know that it's massively affected by what we ate, we are now our our epigenetic brothers and sisters now recognize it and show us that uh, it is affected by what our grandmothers ate while they were pregnant with our mother Mm. (laughs) so the the factors that go into uh, 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 directing human behavior are multitudinous and far too complex uh, for any, any mere human to be in control of To say nothing, that's just your own kind of basic makeup, makeup of behavior, to say nothing of the various stimuli that will uh, inspire behavior, Uh, to say nothing of the whack jobs human the other whack job humans you'll have to interact
0: with. Well, I was talking to my mom the other day, she uh, she was talking about like, you know, you and your sisters, you guys uh, don't know how to spend money, your generation doesn't know how to spend money compared to my generation. I'm like, yeah, but granted, we are given way more access points to spend money than ever before. Like, there is like more... Yeah. Stuff. There's more stuff. Not only more stuff, more advertising that has spent yeah. all, all your entire life. they've basically taken that research and to focused it into making us sure. Do- and so, like, there's all these, these, these different actors to making us make decisions, and how many decisions we're not even conscious of. Sure. Like, I, I remember. Um, one, one time, um, I was like uh, documenting how I spent every hour of the day, and what, um, and I would break it down after. And what you realize is how much stuff slips right through your fingers that you don't even know. You wake up midway through an action, and you're like, "Oh, I did all of these things." Sure. And um, I also, um, I, I found about about Kahneman. Whenever I read Richard Thaler's book about behavioral economics, and that was really interesting. You know, him, his book was called *Misbehaving*. And then there's Danny O'Reilly. I think... Uh, uh, Arielly. Arielli. and At Duke. Yeah, Duke. One and of my favorite professors. He... he, Predictably irrational. Predictably irrational. It, it really made me, like, really focus in on what is causing me to make these decisions and why am I acting in these sorts of ways? Why am I weighing these things out in different capacity? And then, um, with... In terms of, like, like legal actions and cultural things, it's like, there are things that are acceptable in certain cultures that are illegal, you know? And whether... Should, should you... And I, I'm... I... There's an inclination within me that says that you should be responsible even if your culture states that you should act in a way that is
1: illegal. But would, would you, you say that say again? So if your are cult- Something in you that says you should be responsible yeah. even if your culture says. That you should do a certain action.
0: So let's say that you grow up, let's like make this an exaggerated example, let's say you grow up in a culture and that culture is that you, um, you uh, throw stones at pandas, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that... Uh, or club
1: baby seals. Club
0: baby seals, okay? And um, that they just have a new baby seal exhibit and you go in club one in the thing. Even though that's part of your culture, I think you should still be held uh, responsible in the United States even though that's your... By whom? By the United States. You mean, wait, you mean you think
1: that if you club seals in the United States? Yes. And like it's against up, the law. Up in Alaska? Oh, you mean, wait, so you, have, you think you, have, you, you should be, every culture has rules, every, and so you have to you obey the rules of the culture.
0: Yeah, so there, I think cultural rules can do not su- su- supersede legal law, should not supersede law, if that makes any sense, if they're conflicting. So, and, and have you read John Rawls? No, wait,
1: wait. I'm still, in, okay. but laws are cultural rules. C- cultural rules with effect and mean, uh, rules of cultures outside of the one you're currently li- li- living in. Uh, not, not outside. So that they- in Saudi Arabia, a woman should be uh, whipped for wearing a, uh, for having a, a, a exposed hair.
0: No, that's well, that's that's. Uh, well, I was talking about here, <laughs> <laughs> but well, you okay, yeah, yeah, following, yeah, yeah, your, yeah, yeah, following yeah, your logic yeah, here, we, huh? but. <laughs> So I'm saying in in. Because I think they
1: should be whipped. <laughs> Any woman showing her bare hair, I'm, without her brother, without a man, whippers what yeah. I say. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean,
0: so I guess what I was saying was I was thinking about if that culture was transport transplanted here. I think that there should be. Uh, criminal oh, action. American laws should be obeyed,
1: not anybody else's. In, I got in, it. Well, in, I, well, in, Ameri- in America, for the, for the context yeah, of so this, Saudi laws should be obeyed in Saudi Arabia. Uh, so if American comes over, American woman walks and walk, wants to walk around without a man with her, she should be arrested and whipped. Um. That no. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'd love to know your criteria. My brother explained to me. We, okay. So um, only U.S. laws are good. No, not only so U.S. So Dred law... Scott it was absolutely right. It was, no, the decision no. was right because the Supreme Court said it that a Negro has no rights that a white man is obliged to. Okay, I understand. I that's your story. <laughs> so,
0: wow. Okay. I I, have, I guys. Um, I am at a loss for words. Hold on. <laughs> let me let me repiece together my argument. I am saying in in a sense of which we live in a society similar to that of the current American legal paradigm, which allows for multiple pluralities besides its own to exist um, so as long as they don't in. That's where I'm going to stop that sentence. It's in, in an environment where multiple pluralities can exist, uh, and and these laws have been made by reasonable and rational actors... <laughs> you are a comedian!
1: <laughs> reasonable, rational actors, okay. Yeah. Come on! No, you, I know you
0: don't believe that. No, I don't. I, I, as soon as I, I looked it, I, I, I was like... This <laughs> is okay, so I, I am... I I have completely I I don't know where to go from here in terms of my argument. But I
1: mean, okay. So look, so let me. I assume that you you'll go with this. The uh, I'm sure you've read uh, 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 Adam Smith's theory of of moral sentiments.
0: I have not, but I've watched a mini YouTube video. Oh, okay,
1: (laughs) (laughs) close enough. I mean, it's on YouTube. But so I assume that you would agree with him that uh, there we we can we can make our base our moral judgments in the four. Fundamental moral sentiments of sympathy, fairness, self control, and duty. Yes. Okay. So, uh, so you think that, uh, that those. So do you think that it is possible for people to make moral judgments? I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what we'd mean by moral judgments, actually.
0: So, so on, we, I, I don't either. I think moral I mean, or that's relative. really more yeah. really,
1: than yeah. what everybody right. else is doing. Exactly. But I mean, you can certainly say you know whether or not somebody is doing is behaving like everybody else. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, actually, interestingly enough. Well, but okay. But so, I am legally this is because of your your lawyeritude uh, That's why I wanted to talk to you about this because I am basically of the, uh, the the part of the war on free will uh, uh, movement that, as I say, I cannot see how any of this how how any of us can be that there's any moral judgment to be made and i and i think it's actually a really important thing that it's not and it's why my interest my passion is for behavioral biology because the nuts and bolts of why we do stuff because precisely because there's no room for moral judgment mm. right, that uh, if you. I was just listening to NPR coming in here a woman who, was, who worked as, as a psychiatrist at uh, Bellevue which is where prisoners at Rikers Island uh, jail in New York who are too mentally ill to stay there they sent they to Bellevue and that if for example you know well the best example I can, I can think of lately I've been thinking about is O.J. Simpson yeah alright Think you're about O.J. Simpson, in light of what we know about chronic traumatic encephalopathy...
0: Oh, about the... Change head.
1: very... Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no moral judgment to be made if someone acts violently because of a brain injury that we didn't even know existed when he was working. Mm. There's no... I mean, where's the moral judgment? I, 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 nobody even knew. Yeah. You know, there was no, there's nothing... He was ill. I mean, it required that there was there's no possibility of a mens rea. Because mm-hmm. uh, he can't can be culpable. Yeah, because uh, because yeah. you know what I mean. He didn't even know it, He didn't even make the the the, the decision to f- play football, knowing that it might cause an injury. Mm. He
0: didn't even make that decision. So, but here, here's my thing: is I, I can I can accept the the fact that like he um, he might have been influenced or was influenced by potentially his career, his football career, and brain injuries and brain trauma, and it might have predisposed him to acting more violently. But that, that being said, I do think that, I don't think it's binary though. I think that there's a sliding scale and that if we look at other things that he did, he was very purposeful in those actions. Right, so he was able to have some autonomy of his life and make certain actions. And so, even though he might be not a hundred percent culpable, right? Let's say, uh, but, and I don't know the extent to his brain injuries or anything like that. But let's say, even there was another man who had a, a brain a tumor that caused him to to rape and murder women. Yeah, yeah And then um, they removed the tumor, no longer the impulses. Right. Tumor grew back. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, the thing is, is I think that that guy should still even though horribly unlucky, should still be held responsible for some of his actions. What I does think, that mean, to be held responsible? I, I think there is a criminal... Because the law isn't just about you. It's how, you in relation to the game and other people that we are living with in society. And, and so even though it might, in this instance, seem unfair, I do think that you are, to an extent, culpable... For your actions, because even if you were, even if your hardware made you predisposed to um, predisposed to acting in a certain violent capacity in a way in which you had no control, what and I think we, that should be taken in consideration when the sentencing is administered or whenever they do rehabilitation. But well, I, I mean, yeah, you know,
1: I, I mean, I think your, your point. I think I think what I think your point is is well taken, which yeah. is that. One of the first uh, jobs of a justice system is: Did he do it? Yes. Yeah. If you did it, you did it. If I, if you had murdered my, you know, my dog, my neighbor's dog, if I, you know, stabbed somebody, did I do it or did I not do it? If I did it, I did it. Great. Yeah. And that's you know, I, and so that by that at that point, I, yeah, you're guilty. You're guilty of that that particular crime what is the point to a uh, justice system is a whole other issue. Mm. You know, whether it is to punish wrongdoers mm, or profit. Is but <laughs> profit is always a big one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, and that's obviously one of the uh, big problems in the U.S. Uh, system is this whole business about profit. But yeah, so the, but, you know, there, there's a sense that we'd like to punish people. Uh, 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 you, you know, humans like punishment, inflicting punishments. Uh, and, but and other other human be- but there are other systems of justice, like in uh, Scandinavia, which wants to rehabilitate and turn into useful citizens those who have committed crimes. <laughs> yes. as Well, but again, I, my my point would be though that, that, that there's no. I mean, so that the, 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 there's no room for moral judgment, if one takes a certainly a bio, a biomechanical view mm. of human behavior. There's, there's, there, there's no, if, you, if your brain secretes certain neurotransmitters, it just does. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just the way the DNA dice got rolled when well, you were born. And there's nothing, you were not, you're not responsible for that. You didn't choose that. Well, I, and I don't actually disagree with you from a moral standpoint. So with justice, yeah, there
0: is a purpose. From a moral standpoint, I'm a moral relativist, right? And I have, like, uh, one joke that I, I always talk about when I got stranded in the mountains with my friend Joey that um, he ended up having a seizure and everything like that and luckily we were saved by police, but I entertained the thought, like, if he, if this had happened and it was just the two of us, I would have ate him. And, like, it, yeah. it, would, would that have made me a, a bad person? I don't know. Like, yeah, it, it does. It, it does <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i'm telling you yeah, yeah. It's that, horrifying. but but the idea is that i i think it's awful how we think our morals are static that we are who we are cuz you're talking about the biological processes for birth yeah. or whatever we can also be put in su- uh, duress where our morals change or whatever like oh, this yeah. and so i i agree like casting a moral judgment on people's behavior it, it Especially considering what we're finding out about, out about biology and genetics and and, and nutrition, and all these other things might be more difficult. But from a legal standpoint, I still think there needs to be consequence. In order to, to what to, end? That's exactly. I I would love if we had the Nordic model on a lot of things. But right, I,
1: but you say there needs to be consequence. Consequence to what end? I to uh,
0: you, uh, to to, to, to detain in a sense. There, there are people. There are people. In society, that should be detained. Like whether or not the t- treatment is bad, whether or not rehabilitation. But there, it, there are some people that that are not rational actors within our system. Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 And so and, the consequence is the, the consequence to your actions is that we steps are taken to protect the rest of us from you.
0: Yes, it, it, the collective. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, if yeah. the it, the behavior proves to be egregious enough, and this. I don't agree with it for, like, drug crimes or anything like that, where I think we have an overly vigilant criminal system um,
1: for drugs, but I do— At least th- drugs taken by poor people.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> right. exactly, or drugs that people don't have a patent for it, Right, you know? Um, but I do think if you're, if you're a violent actor in society, and an unprovoked violent actor, that it, it should—there should be some form of detainment or some form
1: of making sure that you don't harm other people. Well, yeah, but you don't need a criminal justice system for that. You I mean, don't. Well, I mean, you don't. You don't You can, you can just. You could Well, I mean, you need. If you're going to deny people the rights, you do. I guess you do have to do. If you're going to deny people of life, liberty, and uh, property, uh, but I guess what I'm saying is that there's no. There's no need for a moral judgment to be made. A moral judgment to be made. Yeah. There's just a, a you know a, a medical finding, a behavioral finding that this person is a risk to themselves or or others. And Bob's your uncle, mm-hmm. but there's no, you know, there's no, there's no need to pass a judgment on it except to assess the probability of, of harm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a fairly, a fairly probabilistic <laughs> <laughs> mechanism so, so, that you need. So you're saying we should employ.
0: Uh, a, 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 what would be considered morals in order to find out how culpable a person is, but not to cast No, a, I, I'm not I'm saying there's, an no an rule, there's
1: no rules, there's no room okay. in my world, my world. What is it, you know, there's that, a great uh, was Laplace was supposed to be talking to uh, uh, Napoleon. About the, the movements of the planet and Napoleon supposedly said, "Sir, but where is God at all this?" And the plot supposedly replied, "I found no need for that hypothesis, huh. <laughs> and yeah. so that I see no need for the for what, what do we gain out of any more? I see only harm mm. done from the knowledge of good and evil. Okay, from the from the as a, as a, uh, Roy Baumeister put the myth of pure evil. Mm-hmm. I see only damage to our to, the, to our ability to think." by this myth that there is is good and evil. So you're saying we we need to
0: take a purely utilitarian approach to basically the legal system, or a more
1: utilitarian approach. I mean, mean, an entirely utilitarian approach. I can't. What other approach could there be that would make any sense? And and the more dangerous somebody is to other people, the more they should be put away. But it shouldn't matter. Or the, the, maybe they should be put away. Maybe they should be treated. Yeah. Maybe I mean who and depending on how you what you consider to be danger. Yeah. You know, there's a great um, you know schizophrenia is a great example. Uh, that you know I'm Jewish, and of course, for most people, for most of us now, uh, talking to a bush that you think is burning and Instructing you to move to another land is, in our day and age, not generally considered a sign of robust mental health. No, psychedelic experience, <laughs> <laughs> right? But uh, in certain contexts, yeah. like in the context of the story, it is a sign of greatness, of, of spiritual grandeur. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that uh, what, what we the, the behaviors that are immoral, the behaviors that are that should get us locked, go up, and put away. Vary from age to age, culture to culture, when I was born in nineteen fifty six one of the early, uh, the year after emmett Till uh, looking at the, contemplating a relationship with a white woman was crazy, uh, not only crazy but really, really dangerous, dangerous. yeah and uh, you know and in many in many parts of the United States, Elite. worthy, yeah, worthy of punishment, but then they changed you know, look over, and that 's what i 'm saying that you know the, the, as far as I can tell. The one of the great uh, uh, joys, one of the great things about uh, human history, is that categories of violence that have seemed completely normal and absolutely inescapable, like slavery, mm-hmm. thousands of years can just, in an instant, gone. Mm. You know I mean? Up until what? We, we uh, slavery. It was first Britain outlawed slavery eighteen thirty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a couple hundred years! Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that, that takes, that's over a hundred thousand years of human history mm-hmm. when the last instant, boom! And you know, in, in the Bible, there was never any question about slavery. Nobody ever, you should be nice to your slaves, mm-hmm. and your dogs, and your cattle, but there was never even any question in the great moral documents of our age. There was never any question that, oh, this is, of course, you gotta, I gotta have slaves, of course, you can't live without slavery. And then, eh, when I was born in 1956, wife-beating with sitcom humor. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that... I, I'm just saying, so that since knowing what we know about the fluidity... Of morals. Of morals, I, you know, I think any rational dose... I, I think it only... I think it's highly reasonable to have a big dose of humility about our own ability, our ability, to judge what is right and wrong. Mm. So, so
0: so I... I if If someone brutally murders nine people right yeah. and and then they they make a, a a huge mockery of everything like that how and, and under under your approach, how would this be be done in an ideal approach that you want to to have an act how would that go about like well, I mean, obviously, how would,
1: how no, how would we deal with the person well first of all, I would say that uh, the desire to kill nine people. I call prima facie evidence of a major malfunction. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. Just say, I'm, I'm not a psychiatrist, here but yeah. I'm going to come and on the limb and say this is way outside the statistical norm. Yeah, and that there's some explanation for it. One of the a, a tail event. Yeah. <laughs> now you know, but and now uh, to slightly change subject for a second, but one of my I don't know how much you know about the Iranian uh, justice system. I do not know anything. So in Iran, murder and rape are torts. What they're, they're, they're torts. They're not crimes against the state. They're th- just like in the Bible. Yeah, it's between you. If I kill your cow, it's between you and me. Yeah. If I kill your wife, it's between you and me. And so in Iran, it's a tort. And so that they, um, if you once you're convicted that you actually did it, you have the opportunity to beg the family of your victim for your life. Wow. Which I think is one of my. It's one of my. And not only that, because you know. First of all, as as a, the victim, as a surviving victim, I could imagine I could imagine great satisfaction in that, you know, to have this person who killed my, someone I love begging me for their life. I could also imagine uh, if the the, the perpetrator, uh, the, the perp, uh, thinking a lot about what am I going to say, how do I get them to do it? Maybe I can I can uh, dis- I can decide uh, to dedicate my, the rest of my life if they if they could let me live. I'll I promise to dedicate the rest of my life to the favorite cause of this person. Whatever it is, so I mean that that's 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 assuming again a moderately rational actor, Mm -hmm. someone who's not, you know, completely insane. Yeah, yeah, you know there's and there's so many reasons for violence. So many reasons for murder, everything from brain injury to revenge, to misunderstandings to Language barrier. Language barrier, yeah, Yeah. misunderstanding of the cultural signals. Uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, but again, I, uh, desire, mass, the desire for mass murderers, I think you, could, you have to say that that's, if, there's, if there is such a thing as psychiatric pathology, that would have, to, I would have to put that, what do you, what do you think?
0: I, I, yeah, so so I, I would agree that that person probably is, 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 is functionally not sound. So what, um, what I'm saying is, what would you do after that?
1: Like, yeah, like, what do you do when someone's sick? You, you'd put them into uh Treatment. Treatment, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, if someone is ill, they get treatment, that's... Seems pretty straightforward.
0: Okay, so um, okay, so if someone is ill; they get treated. Yeah, that
1: sounds that sounds good. <laughs> that, that, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, well, let's. But say- again,
1: what I want to say, is uh, that it, it's very harmful to us, uh, cause, uh, to think of that person as evil, mm. and as bad, because well, I, you tell me. Well, in my experience, when people say something is evil, that usually means I'm finished talking about it.
0: Mm. And okay, wow, that that is deep. Um, because that's kind of uh, what's surrounding this whole, this whole talks of like racism and stuff like that. We we have the, like these buzzwords, right, in society where once you're labeled that, I'm, yeah. we're no longer gonna. I'm done. Done. Yeah. I got it. I checked, it. You're you're, 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 I checked it out of the conversation. Yeah. And yeah. what you're saying is, no, the, the conversation begins at evil. Where like where, where we actually need to start talking is this person's actions, and we're not going to talk about them if we continue to cast them as evil.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, that that's in my experience. Again, the when when evil dictator, there's a whole bunch of states. There's yeah. a whole bunch of them that just end the conversation. We don't have to think about that anymore. We put them into that box. Uh, um, you know, and, and they are—they are worthy of our predation. Yeah, uh, we are allowed at that point to exterminate with uh, extreme prejudice. And
0: so, I, I actually, so now, now I'm, that you putting it like that, I don't know why that, that really resonated with me in the sense that we're not—we're not engaging with these people. We're not engaging with, with what caused them, and we're not—we're not engaging with something that could potentially help us understand ourselves and prevent us from acting like them because that's a lot of time what we do whenever we cast somebody as evil, we say that, because we never think we're, get, we can't, we're capable of becoming that. Yeah, that's right? certainly really But if we find out like, oh, you know, actually it was this, this hereditary disease and that it's completely fixable. You find it out early and you're like, oh, wait, let me go ahead and ask my doctor for that. We yeah. can have people getting treatment and stuff rather than just saying, oh, that'll never be me. And then all of a sudden be predisposed to violent behavior in the future because sure. they don't get it checked out in their own family history. Sure. Or they don't check out these other signs.
1: Well, there's a great, there's a very famous uh, um, micro... Uh, toxin, no, it's not a toxin, it's a uh, um, um, protozoan, called Toxoplasma gandhi. <laughs> and Toxoplasma gandhi, um, you get it, the, the point is that roughly half of humanity is infected with Toxoplasma gandhi and it does this really interesting thing on your brain and it, it makes uh, it makes mice fall in love with cats so that the cats will eat them because toxo can only reproduce inside a cat's gut. But humans infected with toxoplasma Gandhi are tend are more likely, or people who perpetrate uh, violent acts are more likely. To be toxo infected than folks who don't. Mm. Women who engage in risky sexual behavior. In certain studies now, this is mm. not, yeah. Uh, don't get me i Yeah, saying yeah, no, general, no, no, But there were studies that show that women who engage in risky sexual behavior are more likely to be toxo infected. Uh, people who are in auto accidents are like, in, in at least one study, or two and a half times more likely. So the thing is that. that, that it to make your to your point that it absolutely could be us because we, but one of us is probably toxo infected if not yeah. both of us and there's no telling as we age and as our little bodies evolve and as the various very interesting uh, uh, genetic mutations attendant to toxo progress in our brains there's no telling what's going to what we're going to do mm. and there's no way to predict I mean, you can predict within a range of probabilities but that's about that's the best you can really do. So, so th- to
0: me, this kind of discussion though kind of lends itself to. I mean, we. I think historically we've been down with these kind of discussions before in the form of like eugenics and and and. Um,
1: and what do you mean?
0: Uh, so the um, you know in in um, American history, you know the sterilization of people who. Yeah, I think. Um, California,
1: twenty thousand people. It was the model for Hitler. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Um, um, but that was that was w- that, that's an example of morality, though, because that was the cutting edge science of its day. That was to- Sir Francis Galton yeah. in uh, 1861. Uh, that was you know when he published his paper on, eugen- on eugenics. Yeah, and the eugenics movement was that was considered. Uh, what was your name? Uh, who founded uh, Margaret Sanger? I mean that she meant that as a way to make the world better, as a way to save mm. children from what she thought was just the worst possible fate, fate of growing up neglected in a huge family that did not have the resources to support it. So, I mean, that was, the, that was the best technology, you know, the uh, yeah. eugenics, and it was done for the absolute most moral reasons. To, to, to aspire to be better than so you want your W E to be the was an, ad, an advocate of uh, eugenics.
0: I mean, I mean, yeah, Theodore Roosevelt. Um,
1: a lot of people, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm saying, but yeah, the boys as a yeah. brother, you know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, certainly the white people, we know they were all over it. Yeah, certainly the WASPs were. But so
0: I, what what I'm saying, I guess. So you're saying that the difference with them is that they use science to then and, um, push push science to get a moral result rather than your, They, they would go for utilitarian results. They
1: wanted to make a better, we all want a better, healthier, more productive world. Yeah. We want our kids to have a better lives than us, and that was, and we use what everybody, every individual, every culture uses, the best tools they have available. What looked like the best tools, it seemed like a good idea at the time. So so what What if people, so let's go back to the guy who, who killed
0: nine people, right? Yes. And, and let's say that he, he, treatment, he cannot be helped.
1: Um, But then, what what do we do as a society? I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, certainly, all my buddies, all my buddies, the researchers go say, "Can I have that guy? Ah. (laughs) Can I I meet him, please? I'd like to." Uh, uh, You know, I mean, but there's certainly limits to to what we know how to do. Mm -hmm. But there, a generation ago, Stephen Hawking would have been dead. Yeah, he certainly wouldn't be publishing books. Mm. So what is it, uh, when a respected uh, scientist says that a thing is possible, he is probably correct. When mm. he says that a thing is impossible, he is probably incorrect.
0: Mm. <laughs> so so you're saying that just because it, this person cannot be helped at the moment right now, that there there is nothing that we can say. With mathematical certainty about human behavior and potential going into the future with the advent of technology and the development of science as a field. Yeah, and
1: I have like a bit more important. I'm just going to say to me. Yeah, is that I don't want to be pissed off. Like I think that I know that when I'm angry, that that it's. 10 to 15% of my already limited brain capacity that's just not working. Mm-hmm. All those you know, glucocorticoids and all that adrenaline and stuff, that just the, the, the outrage stuff, the stuff that we were talking about yeah. before, that we're, you know, our attention is bing, 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 and then there's, uh, there's exclamations yeah. uh, asking yeah. for our attention all over the joint. And I don't make my best decisions then. Mm. And we make very bad decisions, in my experience, when we are all juiced up and uh, when we've decided that somebody is, as they say, when we decide decided that someone is evil, the very notion of it, we stop thinking, we stop thinking, we stop talking, so my, my why I wage, we're part of the war on free will, is it make, like I says me, it'll make us happier. Mm. Because we, when we're not making these negative moral judgments, we're not mad at anybody. Yeah, there's nobody to be mad at. We we just
0: we, we just see it as a consequence of behavior, and we deal with it kind of in a very zen-like, uh, abstracted what, kind of way. Just
1: what like was it in the grapes of wrath? He said, uh, "There ain't no sin. There ain't no virtue. There's just stuff that folks does."
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 that at least can end some of the entropy of people that aren't as involved into the situation
1: by not casting a moral. Yeah, like, yeah, you just not, if, you, if, there's, if there's no more, if there's no wrong, they, they've, they've done studies about the, uh, uh, you know what cyberball is? No. Cyberball is just this computer game. So, like, you're sitting at your computer and you're throwing uh, a ball to what, another, somebody else in another room at a computer and then somebody else is throwing a ball. So, uh, if, uh, if, the, if you think that there are two people you're throwing around a ball with and that they exclude you, then there's parts of your brain that light up to show that you're, you're angry about it. Yeah. But if you think that the computer program just switched and it just the computer just started playing by itself, then you don't get mad mm. because uh, uh, Lowly saying the result. Yeah, because there's no moral judgment to be made. Nobody has rejected you and upset you, mm. and that's the game. When we and there's a bunch of data about that that when people don't think that someone has wronged them, their insula and their ventromedial prefrontal cortices do not get all activated. They don't get all juiced up and excited and upset. And, they, and thus are able to make more, more rational, mellower, and I would generally consider kinder, more generous estimations of the world. That's very interesting. Uh, so, like, I, I was talking about this from a,
0: a confidence standpoint, and this is, is slightly off topic, but kind of the same thing, is that when I feel the most not confident in social, c- like, conversations is I'm constantly trying to see what that means. Right, like, like, and and, and it's and it's a, not a moral judgment, but I guess a value judgment of what that means about me and my value. It's kind of like a status anxiety kind of thing,
1: and I'm um, not sure I understand.
0: Like, so uh, whenever, like, let's say, let's say, like, I, I text a girl, right, and she doesn't text me back. Whenever I'm feeling the She's most... She's a fool, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: right. She's out of her mind.
0: Well, so when that used to affect me the most, which was a few years ago, it used to affect me a lot, right? It ruin my day, right? I'd spend this whole day crafting <laughs> this text message, and I'd send it. <laughs> yeah, I'd send it, and, and there, would be no, there would be no response. And I'd be like, what does that mean about me? What does that mean right. about this? And I'm trying to assign a judgment to it, or that, and what that means in relation to me. And I guess, yeah, it caused outrage, because I'm trying to see... Something that i 'm trying to get a narrative that number one isn 't available to me, just like that person the passing the balls you don 't you don 't know yeah. <laughs> you don 't know whether right. it's a computer playing right. back or right you right. Have, you have no idea and and that coming up with that narrative is exhausting it's taking up extra resources rather than just saying ah and this in this controlled event she didn't send anything back yeah. <laughs> and that 's it, and yeah. it, it doesn 't necessarily mean anything about you, and it could, but you'll never know right but that Kind of with this is with moral judgments. Is there are we're learning through history and development, and I very much agree with you about this that there is no consistent moral judgments and that we they're constantly changing and they change. Well,
1: again, though, I mean, the man would say sympathy, yeah, fairness, self control, and duty. They're pretty extant throughout the various cultures that we can observe. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, do nothing to another that would be distasteful to you. This is the Torah the rest is commentary, go study. Yeah. I mean, so that, and, you know, and and the notion of reciprocity, tit for tap, that, you know, that that we see that in primate cultures, and uh, so that there. I mean, I think that, I'm not sure that they're, I I think there are some, there are some behaviors that provide evolutionary advantage Mm. to social animals. Yeah. You know Franz Duvall, I'm sure. I actually Uh, don't. He wrote that, um, First of all, he's a primatologist. He wrote, the uh, good natured, the evolution of altruism in human and other animals. OK. But was just, he the one
0: who found out about the, the giving grapes or whatever to prostitutes? The, whenever the primates turned into, to, they, they, whenever they got, I don't know what the experiment was, but when they ended up giving all the female uh, primates uh, their coins or whatever and then for sex? I, I,
1: don't, I, don't, I don't remember uh, that chapter. No, okay, never that mind.
0: Might, that might <laughs> I mean, that
1: might, have been, that might have been, it was a while ago that I read the book. But, you know, but just there, it's, it's obvious that, it uh, not obvious. Now that I read the book, it's obvious why I can speak from a great height because I read the book seven years ago. <laughs> so I'm obviously an expert. But that it's fairly obvious that, 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 that if you have a reputation, well, in in, certainly in improvisation, uh, if you have a reputation for being useful to other people, then it is then easier for you to get help when you need it. Mmm! And so there's a survival, like in in the wild, if you are helping other people shake down that tree uh, when there's plenty of fruit on the ground, during the leaner seasons, it'll be easier for one of the other chimps is more likely to help you shake down a higher branch and you both—you're both more likely to live, and you're more likely to be able to reproduce, and your genes will go forward. Mm-hmm. As the until so, artificial is. intelligence wipes out life on this planet. Well, maybe, you know, <laughs> but you know, now my mean my my friend uh, Christian Hammond, who is uh, the president and CEO of Narrative Science and created the artificial intelligence lab at the University of Chicago, he says that uh, if you just Google cognitive bias and learn a little bit about how bad human beings are at making decisions you will beg for machines to do it oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, th- this, I think they're going to protect lives. The machines are going to make us live longer. So I, I think that history
0: is long enough for th- both of those things to happen. <laughs> what do you mean? So I, I think that, yeah, I, I imagine there will be a reality. Number one, if we can get past the massive job attrition, that's a, a mathematical certainty with AI, um, that we will probably have a better overall society because of them until they become so vastly intelligent, which could happen over a weekend. That they wipe out humanity, that-
1: Why would they want to? No, Why would it, they do that?
0: Um, Why would you think that? So, the, the way of Sam Harris talks about it in his TED talk was that it's, it's like the relationship that we have with an ant bed. Now, we don't go out of our way to step on an ant bed, but if it's between us building a house and yeah. that ant bed will d- get rid of the ant bed, and there won't be any ill will or anything like right, that right. and the thing is is that with machine learning and uh, the machine's ability is to teach itself that it can happen so rapidly that we we could lose sight of it in a couple days, weeks you know we don't know when that point might hit
1: but why would a machine have any interest in wiping us out so
0: the thing is is like it, for us, inquiring uh, what a massive superintelligence would think is like a dog trying to contemplate why we leave the house every day. It, it, does, it just, we, they're, they're saying that the, there's going to be such a gulf between human and artificial intelligence very rapidly because of machine learning technology that we there there's just there would be no way to explain its actions because we might just lose our ability to communicate
1: you know there's a great uh, it's a, the, the point there's a guy named David Hanson who's a, a robotics manufacturer and an artist and who believes exactly that and he says that if we are uh we we know the machines are eventually going to be stronger. They're already stronger than us. They're shortly going to be smarter than us. So he is trying to make machines that will love us. Mm, <laughs> that
0: is deep. Well, I I think there's going to be a huge market for that. I have jokes I'm working on where it's like I'm definitely getting a robot wife. Like you know like and yeah. it's just I I think most people are going to probably be that's going to be introduced into probably the cultural norm. But this is another question of like robotic personhood. <laughs> I think might Which, even be That's it, redundant. yeah,
1: uh, you, <laughs> uh, you, you think <laughs> robots are always pers- persons. No no, I mean we the persons are robots. I mean yeah. that, that, that's the way to yeah. get back to the whole point of this. Yeah. That, you know, we are products of these, biomechan- these Biomechanical uh, uh, mm. machines. And we are we are as uh, uh, what's his face, um, uh, the famous atheist Richard Dawkins? Dawkins, yeah. yeah. We're survival machines. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, our genes can care less about you or me. No. Our genes just want to survive. Exactly. We're just survival machines and so that's, uh, that, they, that's... Give two shits about your dreams. Yeah. yeah your, your, your your dreams are
0: only the screensaver for it to keep running right. long enough for you it to fucking It doesn't care if you kids. got an arm or the, the leg or a no. nose or a
1: face or anything, you no, know. No, just let me go here. Yeah. And your brain, your, your right arm doesn't care if your left arm is there or not. No. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the right side of your brain does care if the left side vanishes no And the right eye don't care if the left eye is there.
0: (laughs) that that, i i've thought about that and how and so this is another thing i i'm really attached to morals as an individual because i just don't think it just and we talked about this earlier it's like we change a lot right you talked about this your your nutrition can affect your
1: the decisions you make absolutely you know um and and whether or not it's a sunny day Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, but a sunny day it makes a lot, a huge makes, difference. Makes me more depressed. I'm dead serious. I, I dislike <laughs> what? sunny. I, I
0: dislike sunny days, and it, it, it just—I—I I don't. I'm like I like that dark, gloomy, <laughs> like that—that that thing where nobody else is happy or feeling
1: good. I just like <laughs> that that feel. You, you know, know, it's funny you mentioned Dan Ariely uh, some of the work that he did on um, what affects college choices of colleges and people are like 10 to 15 percent more likely to enroll in a college that they visited when it was cloudy. Really? Because people associate clouds and darkness with seriousness wow the, I, I'm pretty sure that was R.E.L.A. with uh, Doug uh, well, I also don't hold, don't hold me to
0: that well he also had an interesting one that I actually thought about recently was about the Duke tickets and how much people we value experiences we have more after we get them like numerically than if we were to miss out on getting them so they so for the Duke UNC game people camp out for seven days And it's a lottery kind of thing and they interviewed people right after they got the ticket and they say How much would you sell the ticket for And the person was like two thousand eight hundred dollars because like well I'm gonna be able to tell my kids about this experience blah blah blah. And then somebody who was turned down on the exact same day like the last day They asked them and averaged them and they were like I'll pay like five hundred bucks you know, I mean, it's not like, I mean, I got rent to pay, all these other things. Yeah. And so $2,000 is just the narrative of the experience. And it's kind yeah. of like you see that whenever you see people go into a pawn shop or pawn stars and they try to sell something, right? And they're trying to sell it for way more. And they're just looking yeah. at it like, look, and they're attaching, I guess, a, a kind of moral value to, to the thing, a sentimental value to the item, which clouds their
1: perception to see how much other people will value it. Yeah. I mean, and we, we care more about stuff that we make. Mm-hmm. I care more about things that I make than the stuff you make. Yeah, you know, yeah. I would say I would demand more money for my own personal art than I would for yours. No, you just—I don't care about—I don't care about yours. What, but mine is my soul. My yeah, well, and, and then because we we
0: attach to the process where they attach yes. to the product. One of the things yeah. that you said about the primates that I found was very interesting because my friend and I were talking about this earlier. We're talking about so there was a, a, a Instagram model who has 10 million followers on Twitter or whatever, and she tweeted uh, my my boyfriend has a small dick. She said that, 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 that's it. And it got like 20,000 retweets and like 15,000 likes. You know, and then here I am crafting these these, ah! great, these great jokes, right? These amazing ah, jokes, insightful, yeah. And, I know, taking profile, a day, yeah, re- revelatory, exactly. I'm I understand. And, and, yes. and I'm texting back and forth with friends. I'm like, yo, should I remove this comma? Yeah, and um, I get like, you know, like. 30 likes and, and But the thing is We were talking about What's the psychology behind that And he's like Because she has communicated So much value There's an expectation That everything she does Conveys value Or like You know what I'm saying like, Yeah so, yeah So that people are more likely To give Even if it isn't a quality thing Because she's established A reputation of being able To give
1: value Well you could say I, I just I'm reminded What is it uh, De gustibus Non es disputatum What does that mean uh, There's no counting for taste No <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, because I—I I don't know—and and, there's—you can certainly psychoanalyze it. Uh, you know, I'm—I've given up trying to figure out what's going to go viral. No, yeah. <laughs> I I, mean, I just—I'm—I'm I'm astonished. Like you said, yeah. I'm just astonished. My boyfriend has a small dick. Yeah. What? Uh, and, and then the people p- p- Dude, there—there <laughs> there
0: are more people than are in downtown Chicago. Was like, you know what? That's a great thought. Like. Let me actually let me express this on my own personal platform to remove my chance of getting any job anywhere I would like to be, you know. Let me retweet it, and it's so like I'm like man, like you know, it, it's truly bizarre. But I think it has to do the accessibility accessibility issue as well. I think the the more accessible it is, the more banal it usually is. So. What do you mean? So the, the more accessible to the public, uh, uh, like the reason why the videos that usually go viral are really Cats like – Cats and dogs. Yeah, and try, it's because it's not hard to understand. Right. Absolutely. You, absolutely. Yeah. That's why Kim Kardashian has gone viral and Nietzsche, you know, still you know, is. Like, <laughs> you, you, you know, um, and I, I, I think there's accessibility issues, education issues and things like that. It's weird, the relationship between education and uh, – and just basically criminality in America as well, you know, like levels of education and how it just drastically goes down. Well,
1: you know, you might find uh, a buddy of mine is uh, the rabbi for the Illinois prison system. Wow. He ministers to the Jews in jail. (laughs) And there's no question that there's a... uh, and one of the really... one of the few things that give me hope about the Illinois prison system, uh, and there are not many, but some of the people who run them, the wardens, are smart, thoughtful people who actually know what the hell is going on. Mm. Uh, there, there used to be, of course it was cut, there used to be a program uh, to allow prisoners to earn college credit while they were incarcerated. And this one warden down at uh, Big Muddy uh, Prison, in Illinois, he said, it was like clockwork. If you had one year of college, you were 20% less likely to come back. If you had two years, you were 40% less likely to come back. Wow. Three, I mean, it was just very clear, very clean. Uh, anyway. Look at Malcolm X. Like, you know, yeah, Malcolm, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, like, literally a self-taught man in, in prison. I mean, until he got to prison and literally educated himself, you yeah. know,
1: that, that was it. Well, but this gets back to the business about the, about the free will. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because people who are a bu- there's a bunch of people in prison who are mentally ill, who are just flat-out ill. The, the yeah. that the, sometimes amazing things happen. That's the book about this woman who was a psychiatrist at Bellevue. Sometimes amazing things happen. So there's a bunch of people who are just ill, mentally ill. There's a bunch of people who are just yeah. too ignorant. Uh, Thomas More said, uh, if we. Suffer our children to be ill-educated and their morals corrupted from birth, then imprison them for pursuing the only livelihood that their early education prepares them. Mm. What can we say but that we create thieves and then jail them? Mm. <laughs> wow. Know? So I mean, that's, uh, yeah. that, was, that was true <laughs> in the court of Henry the Eighth. Yeah. So you know, it's not, uh, not brilliant insight on our part. No. Uh, that the system is uh, that this is the system. Um, but yeah, I mean, so to go back to the point, uh, you know, I do, I do think that I, I that we are well served. Yeah, we, uh, we got like five minutes. Okay, yeah, it's just that we're, we're we're all well served and happier campers to the extent that we don't judge one another, to the extent that we don't think it, that we give ourselves no excuse to think that somebody else is evil or bad. Uh, so that's. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, I,
0: no, <laughs> I I really like that. Um, I, I really like, I like, like, there's a lot I'm going to take from this, and I'm going to, like, distill jokes in here. <laughs> that, no, because, that's what I'm here yeah, for, Yeah, that, to help you
1: make material. Yeah,
0: well, no, because I, I, I do think, so where, where your thing is is I think we need to stop Questioning at what is evil. Mine is the opposite. I think not enough people question whether or not they're good. Ah. It, it, see, like, like you know, I've I've had like you know, um, girls get super self righteous on me on dates and like you know, you're ignorant this that. I'm like, yo, is that an iPhone, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know, like your 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 phone was manufactured, and I'm not just talking about the assembly that was very cheap. That sweatshops, it, the it was mined by slaves. Like so so, <laughs> th- 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 we we are complicit in so much suffering in this massive system, right? We, we, we annihilate hundreds of millions of life forms every day, just taking a shower. We, yeah. Every time we eat, we're contributing to the largest holocaust in existence, right? And, and yet, to you know- nothing of polluting the air. Polluting the air, destroying, wiping out life forms, making omniscient a mathematical certainty. Every day we exist and you can still say, I'm a good person. Like that, that and, not, and not think about it twice. And then yeah. not only say that, I will be a good person if I haven't eaten for a day, week, Two weeks, three weeks. There are people who ate their children during the plague in the uh, London because it coincides. You, you can't. Contemplate how much you can change based on your your surroundings. Like yeah. I remember when my best friend Juvie and I were in uh, Italy. We were in like the ghetto of Italy. Our hostel was there. We felt more violent towards each other based <laughs> on the setting. Uh, sure. th- th- there is a there's a uh, there's like a, a, a architectural philosophy that like it, it, great architecture makes other people act better. Like like just like yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, it contributes to the feel the, um their broken windows all um, yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: You don't like sunny days. Yeah,
0: exactly all these things they they contribute to this massive experience and so like what I'm telling people is to don't be so quick to label yourself a good person because then you won't question yourself when you're getting ready to act Poorly and that and then and, and that to me is is at the crux of it And then also all the ways out that we have right like um, I have like in that bit where I talk about eating my friends Like oh, don't worry. I I asked God I asked him for consent, you know, and like, it, it uh-huh. like You know does, does that make it okay? Does it just getting someone's consent to eat them? Does that make it okay? Because like um,
1: that was actually a legal case.
0: Oh really?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the the, the sailors, boy, sailors. sailors. Yeah, the yeah, sailors. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I mean, the the public up, rose up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know, and and the the consent issues that the God gave me the ability to do it. Like, oh, you know, like God said it was completely fine, right? Like, you know, um, and and so there are all these devices that we have to basically. To cross these imaginary lines that we have in our head, and even even the idea of putting on a uniform, various types uh, allows for certain types of actions. Does does clothes the, make the murderer? Yeah, yeah. Or, or or the not the clothes, but what they represent, the role, right? Like, yeah. it, it, I, I always think about this. Like, who's actually responsible for 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 the deaths in in and Hag- Nagasaki? Is it the guy who dropped the bomb? Is because he could've always said no. Is is it, is, it, is it Roosevelt? Is it who who is it? You know, and um, Truman more likely, but no. yeah, Truman, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Would, uh, it's like it's like what all, all these things go into this massive thing of whether or not we're a good person, and I just don't think you should just be able to rattle it off. I, there was a Stanford study. I think she, you're a good person. I don't. I don't think so. And that, that, this is the well, thing. yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I, I think. I think. You I'm, have more information. Yeah. Well, I'm also like I, I think we entertaining dark thoughts is something we don't do as a culture anymore, and I think because we think it means we think entertaining a dark thought says something about us. But I actually think when we, uh, I talked to a suicide economist at the University of Chicago. It was a, a what? A suicide economist. He works with Levitt. So basically, the, this is how I meet him. I'm, it's the Cubs have just won the World Series. Or not World Series, it's the game to go to the World Series. I just got done doing a show. I go to stand on the track, and there's so many people there. And I turn to the guy next to me, I'm like, yo, this would be a really great time to kill myself. He burst out laughing, right? And he laughs. Um, very like awkwardly hard And he's like, I'm so sorry, I'm laughing so hard I'm a suicide economist at the University of Chicago And that's actually what people think right before they kill themselves Is they think about the celebrity And so like, he's implicitly calling my thoughts suicidal But we, 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 we are talking Throughout this entire instance And, and he tell, he tells me actually That one of the correlations that they've found With suicide is people who think about Killing themselves a lot Tend to not do it Because they've built up an immunity And that suicide's actually a lot more impulsive we make it out to be we we tend to always think it's like this massive plan or whatever really usually people just get stuck with a bug it's like a song that they can't get out of their head and they just feel like okay this is it and um so so i i think we we need to entertain those conversations on multiple angles so people don't think that this means anything about them as an individual right like you having a suicidal thought doesn't mean that you're you're a suicidal person. That's a label from you that's inextricable. You you having murderous thoughts doesn't make you a, a, a murderer. Thank goodness. Yeah. 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 <laughs> thank. Thank
1: God. Right. Thank goodness. And,
0: and 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 that you can we can get in a place where we can just share these thoughts where where like oh you know I'm the, these are these are thoughts I'm having and discharge them in a way in which you're not shaming them and it's this deep secret you have with yourself. Even with this is the thing is even with things like racism and all this other stuff. It's like people are so bottled up. In this PC culture, where it's like people aren't really even, even able to speak freely or anything like this on all angles, and so there's no room for connection, yep. and 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 then people build an identity around being a racist because they're not discharging any of these like thoughts, right? They think that's part of who they are, and what I I, I think we need to encourage is like when we open it up into dialogue, we just see that our thoughts are merely an illusion, like they're just basically. Brain chemistry. We can't predict why they come. Sometimes they mean something, a lot of times they don't though. If you ever try to follow your stream of consciousness, it's extremely bizarre, especially when you got caught up in a habit trend or whenever you're sleepy or whatever, you're drunk. The, 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 if you try to break down, you wouldn't really- That's mostly how I spend my life. Yeah,
1: yeah. Right. Sleepy, drunk, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty
0: much it. That, that's how we all spend our lives, right? <laughs> that, that moral decay, moral <laughs> decay. <laughs> and, 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 and so that that's what I think is just as people, we need to basically, Remove that moral labeling so we can interact with ourselves on a more honest level That way we don't identify with those things and maybe carry out actions that we probably would have maybe not carried out If we just had an open dialogue or discussion
1: Yeah, you oh, know yeah, I understand I that understand. Yeah,
0: this has been. Uh, I am gonna tell you this Aaron. I have never been manhandled on my podcast I, that, <laughs> that was, I, I there, there was a huge part in a private <laughs> way. I, I just I just tucked like, like I was like man like, usually I'm the one with the smackdowns and all this. And, and, and I just felt like this was WWE, man. So well, thank you. I, well, I,
1: hope, I hope it wasn't too
0: competitive. Oh, was, no, no. it, it, it been
1: fun. It,
0: it, it was insightful. And number one, it, it, it blew my frame of reference. I always like getting my mind blown. And, yeah, it's true. It's and, fun. That's, and, fun. And, That's fun. And you gave me a lot of food for thought moving yeah. forward. So thank you so much it, for being on. Well, Did like, you have anything you,
1: know, you want to plug? I w- well, yeah. Well, you know, my... my, my uh, uh, YouTube channel Excitable Ape, uh, which I do for the Chicago Council on Science and Technology, and my, bl- uh, my uh, podcast that I do with Professor Peggy Mason for the Chicago Society for Neuroscience called Brain Buddies, brain buddies. blog. Most Thank definitely. You. And I'll link those both below, guys. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you very much. Godspeed. All right. Appreciate it.
0: Oh, yeah, guys, you know, like, follow, share, subscribe. Follow me on YouTube and Twitter, you know, because I need it. And, um, yeah, Instagram as well if you want to see half-naked mirror pics. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Godspeed and good night.